The Fred Minnick Show brought to you by Beeline. Find them at findyoursippingpoint.com and by Michter's American Whiskies. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. This podcast is sponsored by The Beeline, a northern Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky bourbon trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati in the edge of bourbon country. Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. And folks, we are going to get out of this mess. We are going to get out of this. We're going to come out on the other side, and you're going to want a bourbon. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to go to a great restaurant in the northern Kentucky area. So you want to get that ready. Get your plans ready to get them together and go to findyoursippingpoint.com. Look, my guest today is none other than the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Grammy Award winner, the Academy Award winner, the Golden Globe Award winner, one of the most iconic musicians in our lifetime, the Talking Heads lead singer, David Byrne. David is an amazing, amazing talent. I am just so thrilled and honored that I got an opportunity to sit down with him and have a bourbon. Now, this interview took place in 2018 at Bourbon and Beyond. This was originally slated to be for my Amazon Prime show, uh, Bourbon Up. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that the way I looked and I was all muddy, we got we got rained out that next day. So I was like covered in mud. There was a big spot in my pants where it looked like a, you know, you know what happens when you see like a spot in someone's pants. That's what it looked like with me. You're going to see that if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're just listening from your podcast device or however you listen, you know, or your phone or however you listen to your podcast, uh, you won't see it. But the interview from a looks perspective was very, very weird. Uh, now, Bourbon Up is owned by uh, the magazine I'm the editor-in-chief for called uh, Bourbon Plus. If you're not a subscriber to that, you're missing out because we have a lot of great great, great high-level bourbon articles in there. So you can go to bourbonplus.com to subscribe to that. Uh, we're going to get into the, the heart of this interview. But first, a word from our sponsors. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single-barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. 
and no mictors gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Mictors Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Mictors Whiskey, go to Mictors.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictors Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. So David Byrne is this guy who's just really brought into the pop culture. He, he seemed into our pop culture. He's so important. And even now, even as he's, you, you know, the 1980s were basically the decade he owned. I mean, he just, you, you hear his music everywhere. But even now, like he's still out there touring. His music is still amazing as as uh, as a soloist. Um, but he's still adding to the narrative of what it is to be human. He wrote a, an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, which was also uh, repurposed by Reasons to Be Cheerful. And he, he's talking about the um, the pandemic in which we're all facing. And I want to read you a, a part of this. It's ironic that as the pandemic, pandemic forces us into our separate corners, it's also showing us how intricately we are all connected. It's revealing the many ways that our lives intersect, almost without our noticing. And it's showing us just how tenuous our existen existence becomes when we try to abandon those connections and distance from one another. Healthcare, housing, race, inequality, the climate, we're all in the same leaky boat. That's David Byrne in the Wall Street Journal and Reasons to Be, be Cheerful. And um, you're, you're going to hear that man and, and just how deep he is and, and everything. But you, you can see interviews with him all over the place. Just Google David Byrne and YouTube or whatever. But you're going to get to see a side of David Byrne that I don't think has ever really came out. First of all, it's my show, so we're not talking about necessarily his music. We're talking about drinking and like the things that he likes to drink. And it turns out David Byrne is a huge bourbon fan. So I busted out one of the first batches of Kentucky Al. And I can't wait for you to see the look on his face, or if you're watching this on YouTube, to see the look on his face when he takes a sip. If you're listening, just know he was really taken aback by it. Uh, so David Byrne is from the Maryland area, and my trivia questions always are based on the musician. And I like to somehow bring tie them back into uh, whiskey. And if, there, if there's a music connection, I always like to, to bring that together. But Maryland was actually a great, great whiskey state once upon a time. So my trivia question is, what was the top Maryland rye? That's going to be coming up after the interview. The best bourbon that we probably have here is Kentucky Al, and there's no way you'll find that. You won't find this in uh, New York because it's not distributed there. So this is a, a, a pretty rare bourbon. This is one where people camp out overnight for. 
to taste. So <laughs> you know, I drink it then. I drink it first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes, so you I'll know you know just like they do the iPad, people will uh, will camp out for this like overnight. Now you, the one that you were talking about. You did it as a blind taste test, so yeah. they can't blame it on you. All they can blame on you is that you publicized. That's that's exactly right. How, how well received it was. And I was fair, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Yeah. So what what was your first drink? Do you remember your first drink? Mm hmm. It was a. Uh... <laughs> I grew up in Baltimore. It was malt liquor. Colt Forty Five, I think it was. Was it in a paper bag? No, it was um, in these stubby little cans. Oh, nice. Um, I was underage. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> well, you asked. That's true. I did. I did. <laughs> I got really sick. I got really sick. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> now, what do you think of this? This is really nice. I, I look at this, and the first thing I think of is, like, you know, it's got this incredible color to it. When it goes in that barrel, mm -hmm. it's penetrating that wood every single day, in and out of the wood. And when it goes in the barrel, it's as clear as the water from your tap. And so that color is an indication of its time in the barrel. And so when we see it, and it's nice, this beautiful amber color, it's got a caramel hue to it, some purple hues there in the end. It's really, it's really a good indication. How, how long has this been in the barrel? This is a... This last time it was eleven year old. Wow, eleven so years. Eleven years old. Wow. The minimum is a year and a half, two years. Actually, like no. To be bourbon, there is no minimum. It really? just has to touch a barrel by just law. To, yeah, just by law. You can pour it in and pour it out. Pour it It'll in, pour it out, and, and then it's clear. still barrel. <laughs> it, it's called it's, it's bourbon. The minute it touches uh, a new charred oak container, mm -hmm. so technically, you, what you can do is you can take a, a charred oak little barrel. Or a charred oak little, uh, you know, bucket, and walk it over to the steel, and uh, pour it in there. And the minute it touches it, it's bourbon. So, what was your first car? Uh, I think my first car might have been a Chevy Nova. Was it, it fast? Was, no. It no. Was, it was a junker. <laughs> I and uh, like. <laughs> I cut out stickers and put them all over it. Uh, it eventually broke down, and I just <clears throat> left it by the side of the highway. That's awesome. <laughs> I think I might have hitchhiked home. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think of when you think of bourbon? Uh, I think of. I think if, I have some friends who love bourbon, probably more than I do. Um, to be honest, I mean I like it, but they—that for some of them it's their drink of choice. So I immediately, I immediately think of that. Think of my friends. The, when That's you pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. That's what bourbon for me is all about. It's about friendships, and actually a lot of these I have a lot of personal connections to the people who made them, or you know I I drank them once upon a time with with a friend mm -hmm. and isn't that what life's all about friendships I, I would think so some yeah. other things too yeah aren't you uh, <laughs> you killed it out that. there we won't get we won't get into all that but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yes you yeah, killed it out there what do you 
This is Bourbon and Beyond. Did you feel the crowd? Yes, I felt the crowd. I felt the beyond. Yeah? Yes. Awesome. And I, I restrained myself and didn't have anything to drink beforehand. So now I can. Now, now you can. Now, let's, let's just taste this. Is, there, is it too hot? Does it, does it feel right on your palate and a little water? No, I'm good. I'm good. Tastes good. It's, it's got a lot of the smoky, smoky there's some, stuff from that barrel. There's some smokiness. I get a lot of confectionery, a lot of uh, kind of like caramel, some vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let's let's add some water to it. Well, you, you may want to open it up a little bit. If I told you how the alcohol content, you may uh, you may be mad at me. Really? Yeah, it's it's pretty high in alcohol. Sixty percent alcohol. What you've been drinking there? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's a lot. But. I'm not driving tonight. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> so that cap will probably bring it down to about about fifty percent. So now it's probably about like a hundred proof. Hundred proof. <laughs> you know your proofs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. When was the last time you played in Kentucky? Last tour I did. Um, it was about three, three, three or four years ago. Three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. I did a tour with uh, St. Vincent. And, yeah. Does it feel any different right now? Did, did, you, did you feel like uh, in coming in, um, it was a little different than like three years ago? Every time's different. Every time uh, I tour the country, I go to a city that I've been to before, I go see something different. Yeah. Um, we went to a distillery, a small one, uh, that's run by some women. I think it's the only one that's run by some women. Uh, they are just... Jep the Creed? That's it. Yeah. They were just putting out their first batch now, I think. Um, yeah. Then we went to a barbecue in, uh, what's it called, Butcherville, Butcher? Butchertown. Butchertown, we yeah. went to a barbecue there. It was good. Um, and you saw uh, my friend Steve Wilson. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We went to visit Steve on his farm. What did you think of it? It's pretty nice, and he's doing like a really good job there. He's doing a really good job. Yes, yeah, it's really good. Are you into horses? Do you? Uh, not myself. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> I know how to ride a horse. I have ridden a horse, but um, I, I'm wary. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, been I've never kick- been injured, but I, I have friends it feels, who have been. It feels like they're all about to kick you all the time, doesn't it? I think there's people who just feel comfortable, and the horse knows it, and you're you're in good hands. And there's other people who, yeah, and there's people who... <laughs> I mean, I think one, another time I was out here with the band, a bunch of them rode some of Steve's horses, and they hadn't ridden for a long time, and they kind of couldn't walk. For a couple of days, barely. Uh, we tried to give them lotions and stuff, but there's <laughs> not too much you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I told them, <clears throat> uh, you should wear some extra underwear before you get on that horse. <laughs> that, you know, it's been a long time since I've ridden a horse, but uh, I've been kicked <laughs> off a lot of them. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, my, they're not my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to Thank Take you so shower. much for your time. Well, you know what? To uh, to a great time at Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, hope to have you back sometime in the future. 
But thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me in uh, Kentucky. Thank you. Cheers. A couple more interviews, you'll be on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So that's David Byrne. Well, he's just, he's just, uh, you know, he's he's warm, he's funny, but he's also eclectic. And he's kind of known for that, that unique weirdness that we love in our, in our artists. And he has that bit where he carries a brain out on the stage and man, just seeing him play, you know, it's been two years, but you know, it was one of my favorite performances that, um, I've seen in a long time because, you know, he's just, he's just one of those artists that you can close your eyes and remember when you, when you listen to him. And I want to go back to something, um, you know, that he talked about, he talked about like his first drink being, being a malt liquor in, in, in a lot of the interviews that I've had with these artists, a lot of them had said something very similar to that. And, uh, it always, it would malt liquor would, were when I was growing up or in college, malt liquor was not, a, you know, approachable to me even then. So I'll be curious to know if you have ever had malt liquor. And if so, at what point in your life did you have it? Hit, hit me up on social media. You can go to you can go to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Just tell me when and where and at what point in your life did you have um, did you have that gross malt liquor? And I want to know what your thoughts were. Also, I'm not going to have any listener feedback because here's why. I am doing this uh, home bar contest on Instagram right now where I'm asking people to take pictures of their home bar and they're tagging me in it. And at the end of all this, I'm going to pick my favorite. I'm going to invite them onto, onto a live tasting with me. And so I've been doing these live tastings uh, every night at 9 o'clock on YouTube where I'm tasting something um, that's unique and fun and special or something ordinary. And I'm just trying to put out a lot of content out there as people are home and trying to figure out what's, you know, things to do. And really, I'm, uh, I've multiplied my, my, my busyness. So make sure you go and, you know, check that out if, when you get a, when you get a chance. Um, so the question was, what was the uh, best, the top selling, the top selling uh, Maryland rye? Now, Maryland rye is this category that, you know, had, well, obviously was predominantly rye, but it was also heavy in corn and, and barley. So in Pennsylvania, they used a lot more rye than they did in Maryland. So Maryland kind of created its own de facto style that really went away, didn't really recover from uh, Prohibition. But after Prohibition, which ended in uh, 1933, there was one brand that came out pretty strong, and it was called uh, Sherbrooke. Now, Sherbrooke was a very, uh, very well-known whiskey brand to, to the whiskey drinker, and you would you would find it, you know, next to something like Old Taylor in a liquor store. So Sherbrooke was the allegedly. This is what they said in their advertisements. 
that they were they were the best selling um, whiskey, Maryland whiskey, rye whiskey in the market. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I just popped up a little uh, little ad there. I'll make it bigger so you can you can get a bigger look at it. But basically, they they were selling they were selling a full pints for ninety five cents, and that was in nineteen thirty eight. So imagine buying a, a a full pint in nineteen thirty eight, and they called it a weekend special. So I. I imagine that would be a special weekend. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week's episode. A big thank you to uh, to Bourbon Plus publisher John Thames for John Timms for uh, the support and and like having this interview at Bourbon and Beyond uh, for uh, for Bourbon Up. We cut it, and I'm glad we were able to put it on the on the podcast. So make sure you're subscribing to the magazine, bourbonplus.com. Right now we have uh, Jackie Zykin, the master taster for Old Forester, in her heroic story. She is our cover story, and we also uh, have some um, some basketball in there for you, for you Louisville Cardinal fans. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Please hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a review on the podcast portals tell your friends we're still a new podcast and trying to get it going uh we got some great great guests coming up so stay stick around with us and you're gonna have a lot of good entertainment until next week i'll see you later cheers you've been listening to the fred minnick show brought to you by beeline find them at findyoursippingpoint.com and by Michter's American Whiskies. For more information on books, podcasts, events, and more, go to fredminnick.com.